0: I began to ask this question, what was it inside of me that I couldn't control that compelled me to make these impulsive purchases? Welcome to the 40 as fuck podcast, the podcast for anyone who has looked in the mirror and thought, how the hell am I 40? I'm your host, Sydney Moreau. On this podcast, we talk about what it's like to get older in a filtered world far from reality. Today, we're going to be talking about why we feel compelled to make impulsive skincare purchases and what skincare brands know about us doing this. We're also going to be discussing the single most important thing you need to know before you make your next skincare purchase. When I was a teenager, even into my 20s and to my 30s, Buying a skincare product was more of like a novelty. It wasn't anything that I really felt like I needed, but it was just kind of fun to have around. I was also a child of the 90s, so skincare in the 90s was pretty simple. Beyond the Cell, OxyClean, and Noxema, I didn't really have much of a routine. And even with those products, I didn't even use them that often. Of course, I did have the St. Ives apricot scrub in my shower, which I did use occasionally before a dance or an event, but I never used any of those products in such a routine way. It wasn't until my 40s that my medicine cabinet began to expand and explode with products. I had eye creams, day creams, night creams, skin resurfacing creams, pore definers, pore refiners, pore cleaners, masks, lip mask, eye masks, Face mask, hydrating mask, vitamin C mask, collagen, depuffers, puffers plumpers, you name it. I had it all. And they were all purchased in a moment of weakness when I would look in the mirror one morning and feel like something was missing. Or I would hear somebody talking about a skincare product and they would say how it literally changed their life and their skin. It was in these moments of weakness that I would open my laptop, go to Sephora and purchase a product or I would walk into Ulta, Walgreens, or even Sephora and peruse the aisles looking for that little miracle bottle that was going to instantly restore my youth. It was in the moments after the purchase that I would feel this little glimmer of hope. And I'm not even sure I knew what exactly I was looking for, but it was in that moment that I would have this feeling like this is going to be it. And subconsciously, it was like I was trying to replace something that was missing, I would get the product home from the store or the purchase in the mail and with great optimism, I would apply that product and I would anxiously scrutinize my skin looking for results and I would wait and I would wait and I would wait and before you knew it, I was looking again for that little miracle in the bottle that that would eventually end up in the skincare graveyard known as my medicine cabinet where all skincare products went to wait and collect dust. Every morning when I would open that cabinet, I would feel a sense of emptiness and also a reminder of all of the money that I had spent and lost on these products that had great promises, but they never quite fulfilled that thing that I was looking for. It really wasn't until I started the skincare brand that I began to do research and I began to ask this question, what was it inside of me that I couldn't control that compelled me to make these impulsive purchases? not only was there something in me that I was trying to alleviate, but the skincare brands knew this and they were marketing to confirm what I was already feeling about myself. We all know that skincare companies do this. We all know that we are being marketed to. Combination of these two things left me literally unable to resist the purchases. At first, when I had the idea to start this podcast, it was initially to reveal the lies that we have been led to believe about skincare products and their baseless claims and their questionable ethics. And don't get me wrong, that is very much what we will be talking on this podcast about. But as I thought more about it, I realized that this podcast was about returning the power to ourselves. It was about giving my listeners and myself our confidence back. And to not fall prey to the brands who know what we talk about when we talk about our face, what we feel when we blow the candles out for another year, and what we think when we look at that reality looking back at us in the mirror. I don't mean to sound like my life's purpose is rooted in letting the hands of time etch further and deeper lines around my eyes or my mouth, or being really comfortable with seeing the discolorations and spots reveal in my skin from all of the years in the sun, No, that's not what I'm saying. Of course, I want to hold on to my youth for as long as possible, just like everybody else. But that isn't the purpose. The purpose is being intentional and having peace with where I'm at, and having realistic expectations about the products that I use. It's really about the wisdom and the beauty that comes from blowing out the candles another year, and not feeling like we need to fit into this filtered reality that we have all become so accustomed to. The other thing that I want to make clear is I'm not saying that all skincare products are bad, or that they don't work, because there are a lot of skincare products out there that actually do work. And truth be told, you can actually see some pretty incredible results with the use of regular skincare. But that's not all products and not all products deserve that miracle status label that they all like to put on their bottles. There isn't really one product out there that's going to really restore us to our youth. And we have to ask our question, do we really want to be restored to our youth? I mean, isn't there something remarkably beautiful about being 40, having some wisdom, having some fine lines about our eyes that's revealed that we've smiled and laughed and maybe cried and been through some experiences. We've gained so much more than we had when we were 20 and our skin was pretty much flawless. At least we would look back on it now and we would say that it's flawless. I'm sure our parents faced just as much as pressure to keep and to hold on to their youth just like we are today, but they weren't subjected to the constant imagery that we are today on social media. I've asked myself this question many times. Is the way that I feel about my skin influenced by what I'm seeing? day in and day out. And I know with certainty that this is the case. There's this other factor that contributes to the way that we feel about our skin. And that is the type of skin that we have. Skin ranges from all different degrees. There isn't one normal skin. Really, when it comes down to it, the skin that you have is normal skin. There isn't anything inherently wrong with any skin type. Of course, sure, you can have acne or maybe you have larger pores than you would like, but there's nothing actually wrong with your skin. Really when it comes down to it, I think one of the biggest misconceptions in the skincare world is that all products are appropriate for all skin. So when we see a marketing claim that says, eliminate fine lines or reduce pores or resurface your skin, it might do that, but it might not do that in your skin because you might not have the type of skin that it's appropriate for, or it might trigger a major reaction. If your skin's more prone to acne, there are several products out there that I wouldn't recommend using. Or if you have sensitive skin, same the same for that, though you probably know that if you have sensitive skin. I'm not sure when it was decided, but somewhere along the line, it was decided that it was that there was three, maybe four types of skin oily, dry, combination, insensitive. But that's not the whole story. Our skin has many factors that we should know and that will influence what we use on our skin. And that also is going to influence how we age. And we need to know what kind of skin we have in order to be able to address which way we will approach the problem. When we fall for skincare marketing, we're falling for a single product. We think that we're going to be able to use this product for a few weeks and we're going to see these miracle results. When actually skincare, to be able to see any type of result, is probably going to take at least six to eight weeks. So we have to be committed to the one thing that we want to tackle about our skin for a period of time. And like most things in life, there is no quick fix when it comes to skincare. When I first started the skincare brand, one thing that I noticed is that so much of the skincare marketing, as I mentioned, comes to impulse purchases. They are counting on you making an impulse purchase. Our skincare line has 24 different products, but of those 24 products, you really don't need most of them. And that is true of any brand that you use. Based on your skin type, you probably only need 3 or 4 products. This is not to say that if you use 20 different skincare products on your skin and you have a set routine that really brings you a lot of satisfaction in using it and you see results, keep doing that. But I think for the most of us there's a lot of freedom in just knowing that we really need very little to take care of our skin, that it doesn't require this huge long process or it doesn't require really expensive products either. It just requires knowing what type of skin you have and then knowing what products to use for your skin. When it comes down to it, really, it's just using the right cleanser, the right hydrator, and maybe a serum to treat something that you want to improve about your skin, whether it be dry skin, sun discoloration, and of course, as everybody always says, using an SPF, which is probably one of the most important steps. By knowing the right products, you're going to be able to achieve results. Skincare brands don't always want you to know this. They're banking on you buying lots of their products. They want to tell you why you need more, what you're missing from your routine, why using this booster is going to add this. And yes, it might, but is it going to create remarkable results? Is it going to be something that you stick to? Is this just a purchase that you're making impulsive? These are all questions that are important to ask. That's why I like to start with the simple. What kind of skin do you have and what is it that you want to do? Let's start with the single most important thing. If we don't have a direction to go with our skincare, we're never going to get the results that we want. Skincare is about supporting your skin. It's not always about fixing your skin. To me, it's sad that we always feel like we're in this state of flux or that we need to fix something about ourselves, whether it's weight loss or changing the way that our skin looks or getting from A to B. There's something about being really content with where you're at. And that's where I have been thinking about my own skincare lately. Skincare to me is about supporting my skin, making sure that it has what it needs to be able to thrive and be healthy and function, but it's not so much about changing it. When I look in the mirror now, I do see the lines and sometimes when I take pictures or I see myself in a photograph, I do see these different ways that my eyes kind of fold or that my smile looks a little different. And I even sometimes notice that my eyebrows is a little lower than the other eyebrow. Usually when I'm in this state of mind, I'm nitpicking my skin. I'm being actually challenged somewhere else in my life. Something else is contributing to this feeling and it's creating this stress where I begin to scrutinize and evaluate the little things in my skin, things in my skin or my face that nobody else notices. When I come into awareness of what I'm actually doing, I find that compulsion to fix something about myself generally passes. I am a Peloton fanatic and I have to say that the Peloton has been one of the single greatest teachers in my life. And yes, this does actually relate to skincare. When you're riding the Peloton, it can be uncomfortable as in you're adding this resistance and you're pedaling at a speed that isn't ideal. Maybe you want to go slower or sometimes you have that resistance really high and you are going slower. So you're feeling every pedal stroke and it makes your legs hurt and your mind is screaming at you to quit. like This hurts, quit. But what I have found and I apply this in all parts of my life we are going to face uncomfortable situations or we're going to have these uncomfortable realizations about ourselves. And just like the Peloton, your mind says it wants you to fix. It wants you to fix the stressor. And that would be to quit when you're on the Peloton. And equally, when you look in the mirror and you see something you don't like or you're feeling extra tired, your mind says, change it. You, your mind doesn't want you to stay in that uncomfortable state. So you think, oh, I'll go buy a new product and you start the cycle of looking for the miracle in the bottle. And just like the Peloton, if we allow ourselves to feel that uncomfortableness of the heavy resistance or the pedal stroke that's going too fast and sit in that place, we're actually acknowledging what we're experiencing and That feeling passes, and it usually passes relatively quick. And this process helps us to eliminate the compulsion to fix. It gives us and it gives our mind a moment to adjust. And this is where we get to have our power back. So then the next time when we're looking at social media and a brand promises overnight results, our mindset can be less compulsion. We're not in this urgency to fix. Of course, you may decide that a new product is warranted, but at least you have made this decision from a less impulsive state. When you're not in an impulsive state, you can evaluate if this actually fits into the skin goal that you were working on, like we talked about when we were talking about skin types and having a skin goal. So if that product doesn't actually fit in the goal that you're working on for at least the next six weeks, then it's probably not a product to add to your routine at the time because otherwise you're just wasting your money and you're wasting your time and your products on your skin. We're all going to get older, that is inevitable. We can't outrun or outbuy this fact, but what we can do is we can take care of ourselves, both physically and mentally, and we can make sure that the actions that we're taking are in alignment with our goals. Do I still feel the compulsion to buy skincare products on a whim? Yes, of course. But as a former skincare junkie, I'm really finding that the more I understand about my skin and also the marketing powerhouse and how social media influences me, I have less compulsion to fix anything. I'm not saying that I won't do anything like Botox in the future. I'm sure I will. But in a culture with a short attention span, when that time comes, I want to be present to the reasons for making that choice. All right, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this week's podcast. I look forward to talking to you guys next week, and I hope you have a great week.